0: Good morning, afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than Stand Up. I'm Brent Lamott. Joining me today in the, what are we on? We're on the fifth episode of our change management series. I've got friends of the pod all, Amy Collins, Michael Graves, Aaron Nines. How is everyone doing?
1: Good. Fantastic. Thanks for right.
0: having me. Of course. Thanks. thanks for being here. So, the conversation today, because we've reviewed a little bit of things in the past four episodes, we've talked about what change management is, we've talked about Well run change and poorly run change. We've talked about advocates of change. And in our last episode, we talked about the cost of not doing change management. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the intentionality of change management. And the goal is really to tie it all back into Agile because, hi, this is an Agile based podcast. So, Amy, I'm going to start with you. Let's walk through what are we talking about when we're talking about the intentionality of change management? So,
1: when we talk about doing change management in an intentional way, we we want to be super thoughtful because we're talking about people. We're dealing with the people side of the change, the people that have to actually execute on the change. And the last thing you want to do um, is not be careful about how you are approaching the change when you're dealing with people, right? It's a little bit different than if you're doing technology, the technology side, Right. If you mess something up, the technology is not going to be angry. Right. (laughs) They're not going to resist. It's not going to resist your change. Uh, But because people because resistance is natural, we want to be super thoughtful with how we're how we're how we're handling the change with people. So making sure that we know what's in it for them, what's how how things are going to change for them so that we can sort of head off resistance as much as we can. So being super intentional in our communications so that we can avoid as much resistance as we can, get them on board, making sure that they are able to quickly adapt to the change. They're really good at it um, and and there's they're using it in a faster way so that we can, we can drive sort of the success the completion of the change or get it to that point where it's sort of everyday, everyday happenings, whatever the change may be.
0: Right. So Aaron, one of the things that we talked about just before we started the recording was how teams think of change management, agile teams think of change management as someone walks in with, here's a plan and this plan is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it throughout the entire project. And we will not deviate from that. Given what we've talked about, is that what change management's all about?
2: No, I think it's um, completely agile and adapting as you go. So even as you do one communication and you learn new people that need to be on your distribution list or you do one brown bag and realize that you have someone in the group that should teach on the topic or um, things like that, that you learn along the way. Um, become part of your change management for whatever change you are doing. Um, And you need to put those in uh, as you go rather than having a set plan at the beginning. And I'm going to add on to that, Brent.
3: So that change management, you could actually do on a sprint cadence. You could put thing in your backlog where you're saying for these next two weeks, we are going to do X. And then you do a retrospective at the end of those two weeks of how that change management went, how it was received, and then put the new one in your backlog for the next sprint. So that you really have that intentional cadence of doing some change management mm-hmm. and understanding your audience. And, you know, it's just part of your backlog then as part of a cadence.
0: And right now I can tell you there are people who whose ears just went.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Because <laughs> it's like, wait, What? You can do this on a sprint cadence? Who is this Michael Graves and how do I talk to you? Because seriously, <laughs> it is the, I think that's the, that's the whole piece about agility is that a lot of times people just go, look, agile is agile and project management is project management and never the two shall meet. And if anyone who has heard this podcast over four plus seasons has figured out by now, that's not true. <laughs>
1: that's not right? true.
0: So, Amy, we've we've talked about how it all ties together. One of the things that uh we talked a little bit about beforehand was how there's a return on investment because we're doing this change. Walk me through a little bit of what that's like.
1: So, I think about return on investment in um in three ways how many people are adopting the change? How fast they're adopting the change, and how well they make the how well they do it, right? So if you think about the success of a change, you want to get from point A to point B. And a lot of times there's productivity loss as people are changing, right? So if we focus on the people and we get them to all embrace the change, we get them to be, really good at it and we get them um, all using it as much as possible right we shorten that time where there's productivity loss so we just see a faster return on our investment because we've focused on the people and they're doing it well they're all doing it and they're doing it fast like it's the change is happening fast so you see if you were looking at like a an a cash flow chart, that lost area becomes much sm- smaller, right? And you see the other that you know we've launched the change, and it's all happening much quicker. So our our money, our you know our funds are increasing as opposed to being lost because of loss of productivity.
0: There you go, right on. Aaron, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I also think that, um, remember, part of what Amy's talking about is getting them trained, and some of that can happen before the change is actually put into place. So you could have mock systems, um, you could have mock scenarios that you could run people through, videos to watch, um, just some ideas uh, for successful change management, and all of that can come before. Then you launch, um, you Probably redo some of that training and reemphasize it uh, to shorten uh, the lost productivity and to get you faster on the plus side of your investment.
0: So to that, don't you think that a scrum master or a coach is a great person to be not spearheading, but at least trying to facilitate that change management?
3: Mm-hmm. Or we have talked about the advocates. Is a yes. good one to start with as the advocate, as a scrum master, as your advocate to bring the team along with a change, because they are ideally a scrum master wants to help the team go faster, correct?
0: Absolutely. And
3: <laughs> so if you want the team to go faster and you have a change, whatever that may be, the scrum master is your number one advocate to pull in and say, here's how we can do this and say, okay, either here's the messaging of this is a change. Here's how we're going to get there. They are, I would say, yes. You know the Scrum Master is
0: a number one person Absolutely. to work with. Well, they're coaching. They're coaching the team, mm-hmm. trying Absolutely. to get them to a uh, embrace the change, because sometimes change is not something that you get to decide on. It's been chosen <laughs> for you, right? So we've all but, been
1: there.
0: right? But how you react to that change, that's something that the Scrum Master or the coach can help the team figure out how they're going to adapt it. Right. So, right.
2: And they can help with, yeah, they can help with that um, state of mind, if you will, that you are speaking of. The other thing that they can help with is the organization of the activities. Um, and like Michael was saying, putting them in a backlog, having due dates, owners, things like that. Um, all of that work is uh, goes a long way to successful trans uh, change management. Um, so I think that they're also in the right place to help with that
0: organization. And see, what I would say to that is that actually a good coach or scrum master has empowered the team to do it on their own, so that Mm -hmm. they're not the ones, because one of the big fallacies about being a coach or being a scrum master is that you are the person who organizes all the activities. No, you're at, you're allowing the team to do it themselves. You're trying to Coach them up so that they can do it themselves. Isn't
1: that mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of agile is sort of self-governing?
0: Yay! People let's go. on the
1: teams, right? I learned mm-hmm, a thing mm-hmm. or two.
0: <laughs> yeah. But see, that I think I think that's one of the challenges that you run into is that teams start to rely on the scrum master or the coach to be that person who does that thing so that we can be changing, right? So that we can do all of that. And it's like, If you've done your job right as a coach, as a scrum master, as a facilitator, your job is to uh, help the team understand that we all we all do it. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's interesting. I think it would be beneficial to scrum masters to get some change management education, but just so they are aware of the pieces and parts, but it's not exclusively their response responsibility was that whole word right but for them to be able to coach those folks on the team to consider or you know keep that in their plans to think about those those change those change management elements it doesn't have to be it's a good idea to have a plan it is certainly not something that is set in stone right it has to be able to adapt just the same way that we adapt projects in agile Based on whatever the outcome of the last sprint was, right? we sort of adjust and adapt for the next sprint. Well,
0: and I think that's one of the points that we're we're really trying to bring home here is that you can start with a change management plan, but the plan mm-hmm. is not like the only path. Correct. Right. It changes as the as the people and the project and the circumstances change. Mm-hmm. So That's why the feedback
1: the, loop is super important, right? Because if you don't absolutely. get the feedback, you're, you're just going to go with your plan, right? And, and not understand that things are going sideways.
0: Right on. I didn't mean
1: to cut you off. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. It's totally fine. So in the time that we have left, because we're almost running at time, I'm curious, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that we hit on? I'll start with Michael.
3: No, I mean, I think we hit on that part on the adding to the backlog and having you could be on a sprint cadence, right? Like that. I think that's important to hit home.
0: Right. I think that's okay. a win. Aaron.
2: I think that uh, when we talk about this, we also want to drive home utilizing some of the tools that you do analysis as to where you are right now um, and helps you define the steps moving forward, perhaps in the next sprint or in the next two sprints um so always looking at your your map of advocates um, your leaders that are green or red or you know however whatever tools you use um to do that say once every sprint uh, is helpful for you to know how to go forward
0: right on amy
1: i think i've spoken enough but um, <laughs> but no i agree with with aaron and, and michael that These are the important things, understanding that it doesn't have to be this set in stone plan and it has to be able to be a little bit fluid in adjusting to what is what is happening with the rest of the project.
0: Right on. All right. I think that's a good place for us to end on this iteration. So until the next time, I'm Brent. I'm Amy.
3: I'm Erin. And I'm Michael.
0: Until the next iteration, give us a five star rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at than or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Stand-Up. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Stand-Up. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.